Hey everyone, I'm Gracie. Welcome to the Grace of Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. Keep listening to hear the incredible journey this week's guest has been on. Hi, Janice. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. So tell me a little bit about which parents served and what branch and just a little bit of a background. Okay, yeah. So um, my mom's in the military. She has been in the military. October will be, I believe, 15 or 16 years. Um, She's in the Air Force. I don't remember if I said that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and... The funny thing is, like, my mom actually joined after having me and my older sister. So she's, like, been a single mom through the whole process. And it made it all that more interesting, to say the least. Yeah, there's definitely different, you know, waters to navigate being a single mom and being in the military and through all of those experiences. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like people don't really expect your parents to like or for you to only have one parent like I feel like growing up just in general not even like with being in the military people have always expected but like I live with both of my parents and I honestly kind of have hated that because I'm like there's plenty of single parents around the world not just moms and I hate that people automatically assume that like both of your parents are a part of your life and I feel like some people, especially people who have parents that have passed away due to being in the military, can kind of resonate with that a little bit as well, because like they've had parents who have been, who have died from serving and stuff like that. And so just to assume that like those parents are still part of their life kind of sucks. Yeah. And that's definitely, you know, a hard situation to navigate and bringing up the Gold Star families and, you know, those who, have lost their families and you know typically um there are still some families who live on post and so it's like oh which parent is in the military and it's like well my dad died and my mom is you know still here like and then you get looked at kind of strange because um you're living on a military base and you know you don't have a parent living who's in the military Oh, yeah. My best friend, like, I know she still lives on post, but her parent, her mom was in the military and her mom's retired, but they still live on post now. So it is kind of weird, but I mean, everybody's story is different. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the experiences you had um, being a military brat. Oh, God, (laughs) a lot. Um, (laughs) I think something like that resonates with me the most like as far as my experiences like more recently when I moved to Ohio um my mom actually didn't get stationed on base she got stationed at a university so she's doing paperwork paperwork for the Air Force ROTC students um and we had to find somewhere to live off post because the closest base is like an hour away so um with the traffic that would have been my mom's like commute an hour and a half yeah. And so um, we actually ended up going to school off base. And that was like my first time actually going to school off base. 
because I grew up on Fort Sam and like going to school there most of my life. So it was different. And I feel like a lot of people were just like, oh, your mom's in the military. Like, where is she stationed? And it was so weird just actually being at a real public school for once. Because I feel like that's not something a lot of people experience um being in the military like being a military family having a military family member and stuff like that like usually you go to schools that are on bases or that are associated with the bases um so it's just definitely different for me and it was nice to experience like what being at a public school was like but it was also very different yeah did you like being on the military base and going to Fort Sam, you know, your whole life, did you find that there were more positives going to a public school? Did you prefer that? Um, I actually liked it a lot more because I feel like they had a lot more to offer, like they had better sports. Um, and even though the school wasn't that much bigger than the one on Fort Sam, like they just had a lot more to offer. And I was just like, wow, this is so new to me. And I just was like fascinated by everything. And I feel like being on base, like school on base kind of like shielded me from the reality of like what a public school was like, even though it wasn't a bad public school, it just like opened my eyes a little bit more into what an actual public school is. Yeah, there's definitely a different culture in public schools (laughs) than there is in, you know, the military base school. I did a public school and then I did a base school and then I went back to public school. So it was like definitely a different culture through each school. Oh yeah. I feel like schools on bases tend to like focus a little bit more on like professionalism and like very strict dress codes and stuff like that. Yeah. And public schools, you know, are a little more lenient on that and they have, you know, a lot more recreation and sports and, um, you know, clubs all together, they have a lot more to offer than, you know, many military schools do because they're very come and go and you're not there for long and, you know, just a different atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What was it like making friends going to a public school? Because in Fort Sam, you know, you don't have the same friends from, you know, kindergarten all throughout you know, high school because it's a military base and every two years, you know, people come through and leave and um, in a public school, you know, most of the kids there have their same friends from kindergarten until the day they graduate. Yeah, I feel like that was something that made going to a public school a little bit harder. But for me, I feel like I'm the type of person who's a little bit more outgoing and I'm not afraid to like be loud or be seen and stuff like that going to military school definitely has like its comforts because there's going to be people there who will reach out to you like everybody I know like at Fort Sam they would have um, a student show you around like the high school and middle school like they would call somebody walk you around the school introduce you to people like that would be your first friend versus at the public school I mean they did have um, students that would do that sometimes but for me like I had the counselor showing me around and so I remember my first day for lunch I literally went up to these girls and I'm like hey I'm new my name's Janice can I sit with you guys because if not I wouldn't have met anyone and 
the only nice thing is like the girl ended up being in my class and she was really nice and I worked with her in class but I mean after that I didn't really talk to her I actually ended up meeting people like two girls who like actually took the initiative to introduce themselves to my sister and those were people I actually ended up being friends with but I actually didn't end up socializing all that much because of the fact that all these people have already had their like own friend groups and stuff and they've known each other since like elementary school and stuff like that. Yeah, it's hard to get into those friend groups once, you know, they're more or less established already. And being the new kid is hard. I mean, in any situation, whether it's um, somebody moving for, you know, because they want to move or somebody moving for work or the military, like you have to work your way into these friend groups. But in a military school, it's like you have those people showing you around school. Like they have the students who volunteer who are or who are, you know, familiar with the school, who know, you know, know the ropes more or less and are available to show the new kids around. I remember that's how I met my first friend at Fort Sam, like just yeah. because of that. And public schools don't really have that for us military kids either. Oh, yeah. And I feel like even then there was, I think, my two years because I went to that school my junior year. I actually ended up having to start school late because of being a military child. Like my mom ended up having to go to training for her new job, which held us back from work um, from going to school on time. And the good thing is our school, because it was smaller, was very understanding. And so were the teachers. They were like, hey, this is what you missed take your time, we'll get you back on track, which was nice. But I feel like had I gone to like a bigger public school, they would have been like, here's what you missed, catch up, you have two days. But um, I feel like it was definitely kind of harder for some other people that were new because I know that they, they really didn't get like a warm welcoming or were able to like catch up the way I was. Yeah, there's definitely you know, their challenges. And, you know, sometimes it is nice to have a little longer to catch up than just, you know, the two days of here's what you missed. Like, I need this back by Friday, Mm -hmm. you know, to catch up and more or less teach yourself the material. And, you know, having those people who understand or, you know, even the smaller school who's like, it's okay, like we, we get it. Um, instead of just being thrown the work because military schools, you know, moving base to base, they accept new kids throughout the entire year and are not like, you know, having to play catch up more or less because you'd start school at one on one base and then move to the other base and, you know, just keep going. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like they may like military schools make transitioning so much smoother than like public schools ever could. Right. Um, I think I was just lucky because we went to a smaller school that was willing to understand like, Hey, this is my mom. She's a single parent she's in the military. Um, so that affects the way we are going to be able to do stuff. Like we had to come in late. So they were willing to work with that ahead of time, which was nice. Yeah. Um, did you find that there were different curriculums moving military base to regular school? Well, not even just like with being going from like a military based school from a public school, like when moving state, regardless of where you go, 
you are always changing curriculum because states have different requirements for curriculums. And I noticed that, I think not even like before I moved, it was um, like freshman or sophomore year. I realized that because um, people would have to like, you'd have a sophomore in like your freshman class because at their old school in a different state, that was like a junior class or something. And when I moved, um, I was a junior in a sophomore class. My sister was a senior in a sophomore class. And ironically, we both ended up being in the same class. Um, but it was so weird because we're all in this class full of sophomores. And then me and her are the only two people from other grade levels in the whole class. Because right. at a different school, it was a class requirement for like a senior or something. But there yeah. it was for sophomores. Yeah. And in Texas his- in in Texas, you learn Texas history. Yeah. You, know, you learn mostly. Texas history like your freshman or sophomore year. It was sophomore exactly. year. And so um there US history is a sophomore class, but in Texas it's like a junior class. So that was actually yeah. the class we ended up getting stuck in together. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had like each other to, you know, study with and Oh, yeah, we have the with. same homework. So, like, she did half, I did the other half. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much easier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, what was it like kind of living in Texas more or less your whole life and then moving to Ohio? I think it was definitely different. Like, I feel like people kind of assume that because I'm my mother is in the military and like we're a military family, we moved all the time, like every two, three years, like most military right. families do. But because of stuff that happened with my mom, like we didn't move as often. So that kind of kept us like in Texas longer, which was nice, mostly because our whole family lives in Texas. Like my mom's side of the family lives in Texas. My dad and his side of the family live in Texas. So it's nice to be able to be near them. And I'm actually happy that we didn't move as much because I was able to actually spend time with my family and get to know them better than I would have had we moved so much. Like my cousin had a baby maybe two years before we moved. And it was nice because I got to meet my cousin, like my cousin who I wouldn't have been able to meet or really have known had I not stayed in Texas longer. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, most typically, typically most military families move every two or three years. You know, you get your orders to go somewhere else. And, you know, I was a reserve family, so we didn't move very frequently. I say I'm a military child and my dad was in the army and they're like, oh, cool. Did you get to live here and here and here and here? And I'm like, no, no, I lived in Ohio <laughs> for nine years. I lived in Texas for three years and I've been in Florida for seven years. Like, what more like do I say? Like, we didn't move often. And it's definitely, I guess it's a stereotype, like a military stereotype that's like you're always moving. And for a lot of people, that's true. But there's a handful of people that it's not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like people get so surprised when I tell them, like, I've never been out of the country before. And it's my goal next summer to go to Italy, but (laughs) because I want to, um, I actually have a friend who is an exchange student, so I want to go visit, but I haven't been out of the country, which people think is odd because, you know, a lot of families do end up traveling out of the country sooner than later, which is nice. But also I'm kind of glad because 
now I can actually enjoy the culture and stuff and not like oh I'm going to school there and I hated it like I'm glad I get to actually experience it and not have to just like live there and I feel like when you live a place you don't really get to experience it as much either so it's nice to be able to actually like visit make a list of things I want to see and do and like go do them yeah when I was um talking to another girl on the podcast she was like I lived in Germany and it was like um she'd come back over you know, to the US and they're like, oh, cool. Did you do like all these things? And they'd start listing off things. And she's like, no, I lived there. Like it became my life. I did. <laughs> I went to a castle so many times and I was like, I don't want to go back to a castle. And then yeah. it's, she did her senior pictures at a castle and everyone thought it was so cool. And she's like, it's just a castle. Like, cause she had been there so many times. It, it felt like normal. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I feel like San Antonio is just home now and not anything special to me. Like San Antonio definitely is one of those cities that has something different, just like Vegas kind of is. Um, So there's always something to miss, but I'm also like, that's just so normal to me. So when other places don't have it, it's kind of odd, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like the river walk. People are like, oh my God, the river walk. Is I so love beautiful. the river walk. And I'm walk. like, it's so boring. <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> the only good thing is there's a mall there, which the mall's not that great in my opinion. And there's food places, but they're not spectacular, you know? But everybody's right. like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's too yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we went back, as uh, March of 2020. It sounds so weird to say we were traveling in March of 2020. But <laughs> we literally, like I say, world shutdown day is March 14th. We packed up the car and drove to Texas on March 14th. So, <laughs> so we were like, we had it planned. And then we were like, we're still going. We're not, we're not canceling this. So anywho, we went to Texas and we made this list of things to do where it's like things we normally would have done like go to Rudy's. We wanted to go to the Riverwalk, but we didn't make it. But go to the mall, which had shut down, of course. But like we had all these places where we're like, we want to go back there. Like we miss these places. Like it had been, you know, seven years. And then we're like, we would have eaten here like once a week, you know, if we were still living here. Like it felt so, so nostalgic to you know, go to Rudy's and see friends. And we drove past our old house. I went to, um, I went to the elementary school and the middle school and took pictures there. And so it's like, I would have done this like every single week, like once a month, you know, things like that if I still lived here, but like we don't live here anymore. So it's weird to go back and feel like it's still at home too. Oh yeah. Like I went and all of last summer in Texas and like I said my best friend lives on base now and it's so funny because we used to live like right across the street from each other and she moved to a different part of base but just going back over there like I went back to the high school and saw some of the old coaches and stuff and it's just so odd being able to see them again like I haven't seen you in forever and it's also nice to know like they remember you even though they've had so many students too. Yeah, I still, you know, I'm graduated. I'm going into my sophomore year of college and I still have contact with my sixth grade 
um, English teacher, Miss Nellums, like, you yeah. know, like we still, you form such a connection with these teachers and coaches and the staff in the schools that, you know, they remember you, you remember them. And it's just, it's something that a public school I feel doesn't have because yeah, everyone's sure. there, everyone's seeing each other. And then, you know, in the military school, it's like, oh, like you're moving. Like my teacher got me a gift the day I left, like the last day of school, she got me a gift. Like, you know, you don't do that in a public school. Oh yeah. I know. Um, I didn't have any teachers that gave me gifts, but my friends, they, because I left yes. in the summer. So on the last day of school, they got me this huge like trifold board and they filled it with yes. like, pictures from over the years which is so sweet and it's also nice because they're like some of the few friends that I actually got to keep from the time I got there to the time I left because I lived there for seven years and having friends at a military school for seven years is so uncommon and it's not something you yeah. get to keep all the time like usually friends move and stuff which I honestly really appreciate the fact that like phones and snapchat and stuff have like right you can such a popular thing like they have because I feel like that's the biggest reason I've kept in contact with some of my friends yeah and like I didn't have social media for the longest time but then once I got you know Instagram I like friended everyone I could (laughs) find and then they're all like hey and it's like nothing you didn't leave like you didn't skip a beat like you just you're friends again and um, that's something that is so special about like the military community in general is no matter where you are, no matter what the situation is, like they still remember you. You're still like family. You're still, you don't lose that bond ever. Oh yeah. I feel like when you're at a public school and like moving from public schools, you don't really talk to those people as often because like we said already, they have like their friend groups that have been their friends forever. And like, you don't really bond with them as much, even if you're there for a few years, like you kind of just go through emotions. And then when you're in a military school, you make so many more connections because those people have kind of, even if they've only moved twice, like have been trained to like make connections and you have really good friendships. And then it's also nice because you have friends across the country and out of the country which is so nice because you can visit and explore and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's cool to, you know, we have friends in Scotland and we didn't meet them like exactly through the military, but we met them after my dad retired and they went over, you know, kind of with a military thing. Um, But like we have friends over there and, you know, we went and visited and they showed us around and it was like Kaylee and I hadn't met them before, but then it's like, just brought in as family because, you know, military here, military over there, even though they're not U.S. military, they're royal military. Like it's still, you know, you share that same or similar connection too. Oh, yeah. Even though my friend that was an exchange student, like she doesn't have a military family, but she came over for like an exchange. So it was definitely different for her coming over here. And it was nice to be able to be such a good friend to her because I was just like, hey, I actually met her at orientation because they have orientation later in the year, like the third or fourth week of school. So I met her and I'm like, oh, hey, my name's Denise. And she lives in Italy because she's from Italy. And now I have a friend outside of the country who I want to go visit. 
And it's just nice because then I have my own personal tour guide there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely an experience. And it's cool to have, you know, say you have a friend in Italy, you have a friend in Germany and Scotland, you know, I have friends in South Korea right now. Like, yeah, you know, you just have friends all over the world. And it's something that's so special that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I feel like being a civilian, like when you want to travel, it's like, oh, I might have friends who have been there that can tell me what to do and stuff. And it's like, I have friends who actually live there right now that I can go visit or that have lived there before and know good places to go to and stuff like that, which is really nice about being in a military family. You just have so many more connections. I also feel like it kind of teaches you to be a little bit more outgoing like it kind of breaks that shell that you might have yeah because if you have that shell you know you can you know be be a little shy you know at first or you know you could become become shyer but whatever the case may be you know you move and you have to be the one in control of finding your friends making friends and staying friends and creating those connections and keeping those connections yeah for sure yeah so what about moving like because you didn't move often um what was it like having to pack up your stuff and move um I think packing was honestly kind of a challenge because I didn't move often there was just years of stuff to pack up Right. And I think it kind of forces you to just look at what you have and be like, I don't need this anymore. I've grown out of this. And also kind of like reflect back to like, oh, my God, I remember when this used to be my favorite thing ever. Like I said, I lived in Texas for seven years. We literally had like my little sister's high chair in our garage from when she was two when we moved to Texas. And then we left Texas and she was like eight or ten. It was crazy. Like, oh, my God, I remember when she jumped out of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah, like, you pack up and find your memories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like being in a military family, things are constantly kind of fast paced because you like, you just don't really have the time to sit down and look at stuff or go through stuff all the time. Um, I know my mom kept us in sports and stuff. So it was always like sports and school all the time and then visiting family. So it wasn't like we didn't really go through stuff all that often. So you find yourself having to like go through stuff, get rid of stuff and all that when it comes time to move. Yeah. And, you know, there was boxes that we had from Ohio that didn't get unpacked in Texas. And then, you know, finally got unpacked here like that's two moves for the box to get unpacked yeah I mean we have boxes in our basement even now from when we moved from Texas we moved to Ohio three years ago now and there's still boxes that have not been touched or they got opened and nothing got taken out of right and it's like do you really need this anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and then when it comes time to move you go through it finally and you're like okay let's just throw this out (laughs) yeah exactly it's like I didn't use it for three years so it can just go now oh yeah for sure I think moving is just chaotic in itself because you have to pack 
like get ready to move, pack. And sometimes moves are actually pretty fast. So you only have like a month to move. And then you end up having people to come in your house and pack it up for you. And then you got to they take everything and give it to you and you say you're ready. I remember um, we got our apartment, well, our house on Monday. Tuesday, we like officially finalized our enrollment in school. And then Wednesday, we started school. And Wednesday is also when we got all of our boxes. So it was like all of this stuff happened in one day and we have to try to unpack everything and get ready, like also do school at the same time. Which is yeah crazy. I think moving in a military family, is, it kind of forces you to speed up the process than it normally would have had you been in any other situation. Like most families, if they want to move, move at a time where they actually have the time to do it and stuff. And when you're in the military, they're like, okay, you have to be here by this date and make your plans around it. <laughs> Right. And, you know, fortunately, some families like when we moved to Florida, we had a summer move. And, you know, that's a little easier because you have the time to get your stuff. You can take, you know, a little longer to get there or whatever. And then you can get your stuff. You can slowly unpack before school starts and, you know, whatever else you may have going on. But then you have those like fall or winter or spring moves where it's like, okay, I got to, you know, unpack and start school and figure out how to live in a different state or a different country and do it all at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Which moving is, like I said, just a task in itself. And sometimes it can be hard. Yeah. Did you find it easier moving that you had like siblings with you that, you know, you've grown up with and you've lived with and you kind of have like friends with you? Um, I think it definitely made it a little bit easier to know, like, I'm not the only person because moving is also kind of like draining sometimes. Like it's not always as nice as it may seem. Like I know I'm the type of person that is just like, oh my God, I'm so excited, like a new adventure. But it's also hard because you're also leaving like all your friends and in my case, family behind and stuff like that. Right. Um, which is hard. Like I definitely struggled with the fact that I didn't get to graduate with my friends because we moved. Um, but I feel like it's nice to know, like my sister also struggled with that. Like she had to leave her senior year. I was lucky I had my junior and senior year to kind of make friends. So like she had to leave her senior year and literally just leave her friends and move to a different school. So it was nice, but it was also nice because like I didn't have to pack on my own. Like I also had my sister to pack with me and she had to go through the struggle of packing too. Right, for sure. So now that you're graduated, what are your plans? Um, Right now I'm studying chemical engineering at the University of Cincinnati um which is a struggle (laughs) yeah I'm studying chemical engineering it's not an easy major but I'm very very like optimistic about it like no matter how hard I'm going to struggle I'm going to push through because I'm determined to do it and it's something that I really want um so I've mostly just been focusing on that what's really nice is um my mom works with the university so we get I get my tuition paid for and military with like the Pell Grant she gets covers the rest of it um 
So that's what I'm doing right now. I also work part-time at the mall. So I'm always at home doing homework or I'm at work. And when I am at home doing homework, I lay in bed with my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a little chihuahua. Yeah, it's definitely a different transition going into college. Like you're on your own, like trying to make sure all your work's done. And I mean, I'm lucky that I love school, but (laughs) not everyone does. I also feel like with being in a military family, like when you do go to college, you're either with your family or you're not. And you also can't always stay with your family because I know a lot of people like usually at this age, their parents are retiring. But for me, because Mm -hmm. my mom's a single parent and joined the military, like maybe two, three years after she had me, like my mom's about to get ready for another move next summer. So I'm going to end up having, like, I still live at home because it's convenient. I'm saving money that way, which is nice. But next summer, I'm going to have to decide whether I want to move with my mom or I want to stay at the university because it's a really good, like, curriculum and stuff like that. Like, there's just so much more to think of, too. And then I know um, I could always go back home, of course, but there's no guarantee my mom's going to be there because my mom still has at least five more years before she retires. Right. And that's, you know, a good point to bring up. Like I'm living with my family. Like I'm still living at home. I commute to school and most military kids, you know, they either do still live with their family or very close proximity and they are retired or you're, you know, on your own and your parents still in the military, they're still active and or reserve and still living that military life. Yeah. And I feel like what some people don't realize as well is that um, with your parents still being in the military, they can literally be across the country or they right. can be retired or I'm sorry, not retired. Goodness gracious. Um, they can be deployed while you're right. in I mean, all you can do is keep going to school. And if you work, go to work too, because they're all the way over there and you don't really get to see them as often. Right. And like you have the option to move with your mom or move back home. And, you know, it's a little easier because you'd be going into your junior year then, than you know, in the middle of your junior or senior year. And, but if you're, parent is to move like all the way to Germany like your credits really don't transfer like you'd have to start all over again yeah or I have to stay here and like finish my degree here completely by myself because right my little sister is like seven years younger than me so she's definitely going to be with my mom and my older sister is in the space force now so she's on her own so I kind of just get left here um and like you said I can go live with family but that's really my only other option unless I just decide to stay on my own. Right. And it's definitely, you know, a decision that many people don't want to make or don't want to have to make. Um, But it's a decision as a military kid, we're forced to make at some points. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, I grew up here. We've been here the whole time. My mom's not leaving. Like, in the military family, they're going to move still and with or without you. So Right. And I think one thing that the military does give um, 
you know, everyone from the spouses to the service member to the kids is the resiliency of, you know, I'm going to push through it. I'm going to, you know, figure it out. I'm going to handle it no matter how it, you know, has to go or how it ends up working. Like we're going to make it through and we're going to figure it out. Oh yeah, definitely. I think me and my mom, I feel like me and her have that mindset the most in our house. Like she's always like, it's okay. Regardless of what happens, things will get done the way they need to be done. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get it done now or later. Right. Yeah. And that's like the determination, the mindset, the resiliency, you know, all of that, that's something that the military teaches the service members. And then it, you know, it trickles down to the rest of the family and, you know, and something that you learned growing up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So one last question, what is one piece of advice you'd give to another military kid? Um, I would probably say that no matter how hard things get, like just keep your head up. There's always somebody willing to help you out or be there for you if you just speak up. I honestly feel like something people don't realize is that military children do have a hard time and suffer mental health issues. Even like sometimes parents aren't even understanding of that because in the past, the military has kind of forced you to just like push through. And I feel like like people like me and you will probably understand better than our parents might understand. So I would definitely tell them like, no matter what, speak up, speak your mind and talk about if you're having a hard time, whether it's in school, because like we said, curriculum, sometimes they don't always work out. Um, teachers, if you speak up, will be willing to help. If you speak up, counselors will talk to you and help you with issues. If, you voice your opinion. And if you feel like they're just overlooking you or not listening to you, speak up to somebody else, whether it's a group of students, another teacher, somebody, they'll listen. Yeah. I think that's really important for all military kids to know because it's not an easy life that we live. And, you know, even if you're in for a short period of time or a long period of time or whatever the case may be, it's not an easy life. not an easy lifestyle and you know it's a good lifestyle though and there are definitely some advantages and some disadvantages and there's always going to be someone out there to help you yeah I think being your own advocate like you have to advocate for yourself and just speak up regardless like of how shy you may be or anything just speak up voice your thoughts if you have any issues because like honestly at the end of the day you're your biggest supporter yes i agree well thank you so much for being on the podcast i enjoyed having you and listening to your story and your experiences all right thank you bye bye thank you all for listening to this week's episode of grace of military child podcast If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms 
or you can send an email to grace.of.a.melter.child at gmail.com. Tune in next Thursday to hear another incredible journey.